0: So there are many wonderful things in Vancouver, but on our most recent trip, they had this hot chocolate festival that was apparently running from sometime in January, like maybe the whole month until Valentine's Day, and we arrived on the 11th, so as you can imagine, I had a lot of work to do. No, naturally. I love that Vancouver is like your Disney World. Do you think that's true for like many people, or is it like you specifically? Honestly, I think it might be true for many people because there is a family I tutor for that I otherwise would say we have nothing in common. But I recently learned that his parents also love Vancouver. Wow. Okay. So (laughs) there's just like a whole little group of people who just love Vancouver but don't live in Vancouver? Yes. I think it's a very popular city. Okay. All right. Anyway, continue. The Hot Chocolate Festival sounds delightful. It was delightful. It was a little bit stressful because I only had, you know, three or four days and so much to get done. And Vancouver's not a huge city, which helps, but like there were many, many, many places. So I definitely wasn't going to go to all of these various like coffee shops and bakeries that had a featured hot chocolate or two for the time. But it was tricky because, and I should have known this, but I didn't really think about it. A lot of coffee shops close at, like, three or 6 Mm-hmm. So, A, you've got to be on the timing situation, and then, as we know from some restaurant experiences, sometimes you're like, oh, this one's closed Monday, this one's closed Tuesday. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, was it like they originally had these hot chocolates, or were these specialized hot chocolates that they came up for the Hot Chocolate Festival? Oh, no, they were special for the time. I think it's an annual uh, thing. Okay, yes. okay. But... It was a struggle because like, I would be at a place and be like, this is great. This is the last day I can drink this. Should I come back later? Should I go to another location? What should I do? Oh, okay. I see. So what was the best one? So on my last day, I had three hot chocolates, which honestly is too many hot chocolates for one day. (laughs) (laughs) But I just felt like I couldn't go home and tell people I hadn't done my best to try all these hot chocolates. I mean, what would people think? (laughs) Indeed. So the middle one of the day was a passion fruit hot chocolate. And it was very good. And that was the one where I was almost like, should I just get a second cup? Should I just live here the rest of the day? What should I do? But- Uh Instead, I went on to another location where I had a pistachio hot chocolate that was even better. Oh, well, we did talk about this. We both love a pistachio. I do love a pistachio, but honestly, I think some of it was that like the pistachio, with due respect to the other chain or whatever, was like a little more elevated in that like it wasn't super sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whereas the passion fruit was like predictably delicious, but partly because I can love sugar. (laughs) Correct, correct. (laughs) Um, So, and the passion fruit, it was kind of cute because it came with like a big rose marshmallow. And I think it was called like the pistachio, the rose and the marshmallow or something. And I got there and the kind woman working there was like literally explaining to a person in front of me, oh, we tried to do like a Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe thing because we thought it was like kind of like Turkish delighty, but no one has gotten it. And so like... (laughs) So the website had, like, two prongs, which, by the way, this was not helpfully set up if you were trying to maximize your hot chocolating. Like, one section was a virtual map, which was very helpful, but then, like, it only showed locations. It didn't show what they were offering. You had to go to a separate list. Oh, so you had to, like, cross-reference. Yes, I had to cross-reference with the alphabetized list of establishments and go to new pages, which you know, for large-scale hot chocolating was a little unwieldy. I know. Well, maybe I should go with you next year. Um, a hundred percent. I think we should organize perhaps like a class field trip of all our friends. Yes. Divide into groups to seek out the best hot chocolates. But what if someone seeks out a better hot chocolate? Like, what then? Like, because then we would have to then go further, go to that hot chocolate place. Yes. Look, I think we're going to have to do some math to figure out how much time we need to really cover our hot chocolate ground. That's true. But they were creative. I was impressed. There were hot chocolates that I don't think I would have thought of. There were some that I wouldn't have thought of in a way where, like, I kind of didn't want to drink it. But still. (laughs) As All you right. will understand, as a fellow novelty monster, sometimes it's yes. just like, this sounds kind of gross, but I gotta know. I know, I know. Anyway. Well, then, speaking of traveling to other cities, do you like my segue? I um, do, I really do. Welcome to Rom I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. And this month, we're talking about your place or mine. Starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher on Netflix. Yes. Can I suggest how this movie could have been pitched? Uh, Yeah, go for it. As like the holiday meets When Harry Met Sally. I do feel like that was the exact pitch that they used. However, that pitch would lead me to believe that this movie was going to be significantly more interesting. I'm not sure that I agree. Well, first of all, I think I may have enjoyed this movie more than you. We have not talked about it yet. Mm-hmm. But so also, this is a surprise for everyone. <laughs> but also, both The Holiday and When Harry Met Sally are really not super eventful. That's true. At least When Harry Met Sally is funny. And you and I are like mad about The Holiday, but like millions of people love The Holiday, you know? Yeah, I don't know what that's about. It would be more interesting, I guess, if Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet fell in love. Yeah, that's confusing, that, but, but sig- fun. significantly more interesting. Um, I was really bored. I didn't find this movie like offensive. Like Alex watched it earlier than me, and was like, "I hate this film." Um, and I was like, "I was like, I don't hate this movie. I just found it like really uninspired, I guess." And I don't know. I had like a number of bones to pick with this film. Okay. No, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, should we go over the plot first? Yes, you should summarize the plot. Okay. So, um, Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher uh, are best friends. They hooked up once in their 20s, and after, like, an ill-fated night, they, uh, they did stay in touch and became really close friends. They talk on the phone every day. Um, and everyone in their lives thinks it's, like, really weird that they love each other so much, which is, like, not even that unusual. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is an incredible type A personality. She, her greatest passion in life besides her... Allergic to everything, son, um, is books. But however, she has chosen to go into accounting because that's more practical for a single mom. Everything in her life is centered around like practicality and like being careful. And Ashton Kutcher was an aspiring writer, but now he is in like PR, like brand? Marketing, I think. Yeah, something like that. And uh, he lives in New York now. Um, after having relocated from Los Angeles years ago because he was afraid of the earthquakes. So at the beginning of the film, Reese Witherspoon is about to take a week-long accounting class in New York, so she is supposed to stay with Ashton Kutcher. However, her flighty friend, played by Rachel Bloom, who was supposed to look after her son, um, backs out last minute because she has to, like, go film a spot on TV. Oh, and she's in... And they're in Los Angeles, naturally. and And so... Reese Witherspoon suddenly is like, oh, well now I can't go because who's gonna look after my kid? And Ashton Kutcher is like, well, why don't I fly over to LA and I take care of your son while you stay at my place? so they switch places they do not reunite until the last like three minutes of this film so whilst in New York Reese Witherspoon goes on this like whole adventure where she is like wow Ashton Kutcher's apartment is like devoid of personality um, she meets Ashton Kutcher's ex who is like inexplicably like obsessed with her and the ex like takes her to this bar Reese Witherspoon meets this literary agent or this editor um, she also discovers Ashton Kutcher's like finished manuscript, but like unpublished that he's hid in his oven. Uh, And she has a sort of brief affair with the literary agent who she also sends, she gives him Ashton Kutcher's manuscript and he's like, yes, I want to publish it inexplicable but okay and then in la uh ashton kutcher spends the entire movie bonding with reese witherspoon's son who is having like issues of his own some of it stemming from reese witherspoon like helicopter parenting him uh and like during both of these situations they discover that actually they're in love with each other and at the end they like are both like coincidentally run into each other at lax they get into an argument but but then realize they're actually in love. They kiss in the airport and then live happily ever after. You gave so much more detail than I think I would have. <laughs> and now I was like, oh yeah, all this. And then this happened. and this happened. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you summarize it because I think I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm sure you're probably right that like, there are a lot of things that I could pick apart of this movie. And I think I mostly enjoyed myself because I was like, you know what? These two separate people are still charming. And Aline Brosh McKenna is a master of the form. But I did write down things like, I do not buy Reese Witherspoon as either poor or being named Debbie. (laughs) Oh my god, yes, that is correct. That was actually one of my nitpicks, which is like, at this point in her career, I no longer buy Reese Witherspoon being poor. Also, like, wherever they're living, what, like, the the life, I was like, you know what's not cheap? Hockey. Yeah, or her house in Echo Park, but I guess she bought it years ago or whatever. But, like, I was just I, – I was just really struggling because I was like, I just – I no longer buy this. Like, I, I, I can't – Yes, the most intolerable parts were definitely when she was being like, I made casseroles. Don't spend money. <laughs> like, I don't want him to – you know, whatever. And I, I – yes. I gotta say, I just – I just didn't love her in this movie. I generally really like Reese Witherspoon and I was like, "Mm -mm, no, I didn't really love it. I didn't really feel like they had any chemistry, Um, but it was fine because they were like never on screen together, I guess. Um, Yeah, you, uh, that thing went around the internet of like jokes about them being awkward on the red carpet and Matt when we were watching this movie was kind of like, is it because they spent no time together filming this movie? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I didn't like this. I did not think the movie was funny. I was like, I don't like this script. I thought it was a bad use of Tignataro, who I love. And I, I don't know, I just like didn't care about any of their problems. I was like, I don't know, why am I so bored? At one point, I was like, there's so much of this movie left. I think that there were parts that I thought, were funny and i did like it's weird to think about now because when you were talking about the plot i was like you know what i think you're right that i don't know that i really liked either of them or cared about their issues they're just good actors so i was just like yeah sure this part is cute and i rolling with it i liked her with um with jesse williams the literary agent so i enjoyed him a lot Um, I enjoyed Ashton Kutcher on his own. He was, like, fine. I didn't really care about the kid. Um, but Ashton Kutcher, I thought, was... More believable to me than Reese Witherspoon was. I maybe I just couldn't because get past, he was rich. Yeah, I like <laughs> couldn't get past the like I'm poor situation. Like I was just like I don't know. Like I just I I'm just like not buying this. No, that was super hard. Like I was like I don't need. I I want you to be Legally Blonde. I want you to be the post transformation Sweet Home Alabama character. Yeah, exactly. I also. Speaking of Aline Brosh um, I was disappointed. I have loved her work in the past, and I did not feel like this was a good one, I gotta say. I think I felt like it was a movie that I might have en- really enjoyed 20 years ago. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Because it's it's like, it's very hard to tell now if I just like don't feel the same way about rom-coms as i did at like 12 no 100 percent. i was wondering that too and i was like maybe am i like like would this movie have changed my life if i was 14 right now you know yeah probably yeah. not changed my life like they're too old for it to be relatable when you're that young yeah, but yeah i yeah. will also note that like although i greatly admire Aline brush mckenna like and i think by the way i do want to say before we get into more things, that it's quite a feat that she delivers like the history and intimacy of like a rom-com with them basically never on screen together. And there's a whole chunk where they don't even talk to each other, which is like, I weirdly do buy your backstory. And there's also a lot of like, thank you for this exposition, reasonably well delivered. But it's hard to do that when you're like, oh, like all of this friendship happened off screen. I'm not totally sure I did 100% buy their friendship. I think the scene between them that I like the most was when they're in the bathtubs and they're talking to each other um, on the phone. I think that was probably the scene that gave me like the most like feeling in terms of like intimacy and friendship. I kind of did enjoy that. God, I don't even know if I remember that. I think one of the moments that got me is I don't even totally remember, but the kid is there. So it's not the bath scene where like it's early on because then there's a period where they're lying to each other. So they're not on the phone. But like one of them says like, yeah, oh, I think it must be Ashton says like, okay, call us later. And there's like a beat that feels like they're going to say, I love you. That kind of got me. Um... But, uh, what I was gonna say before is that, like, to be fair, like, I don't think that her previous work includes any of my favorite rom-coms from that era. Like, I don't love 27 Dresses, though a lot of people do. And I think it's, like, well-made in theory. Yeah, I I think 27 Dresses is decent. Um, it's one of the better ones, I guess. I love Double Wars Prada, but that one is not a rom-com so much, um, And, of course, I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is why I was, like, watching this, and I was like, why am I so bored? Well, I wonder also if some of it is... Well, to be fair, like, in a rom-com, you have no room to, like, make someone nuts and then three seasons later diagnose them, so... That is true. That is true. I was hoping for better jokes, I guess. I found a lot of it unfunny and, like, perplexing, but also it was probably, you know, like, at the beginning of the film, I was like oh, this is not funny. And like, as it progressed, I was like, well, didn't get any funnier. I mean, some of it's situational. And like, it's like, this line is funny to me in theory, but it's sort of predicated on the idea that Ashton Kutcher has a gross, rich life and Reese Witherspoon is down to earth, which I simply cannot. No, I could not buy. Okay, so (laughs) let me list the things I found truly inexplicable about this movie. All right. Um okay, number 1 is Ashton Kutcher's ex-girlfriend being inexplicably obsessed with Reese Witherspoon. Like why? 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 I guess she okay. doesn't have a job. Yeah, like she's just why why does she exist? I to get anyway. her out in the world, obviously, but like why? Because, and I part of the non charmingness of some of the Reese stuff is that she's playing like a mid 2000s Katherine Heigl situation. Yeah, that's and true. And you're like, I prefer you lighter, which is why some of those Jesse Williams scenes land so well, because she's like, fun. Yeah. The other thing I found inexplicable, why would you ever send someone's unpublished manuscript, secret unpublished manuscript, and be like, actually, why don't you read this? Inexplicable. Um, Inexplicable, but funny to me, was actually the ending where he was like briefly really upset about it, and then it was like 15 minutes later, and he was like, oh, wait, I'm getting published now. I'm excited. Well, I honestly don't know if I feel as strongly as you that either of those things is inexplicable. But I did wonder at the very end when it said like his book got published in six months. I was like, how fast do books get published? I don't think so. No, inexplicable. Alex was like, there's no way this book (laughs) would get published without like two years. (laughs) Like a bleed time um okay and then the other thing about explicit was steve zahn's presence in reese witherspoon's yard yes i was like why but why does he exist is it only so he exists to be like i'm in love with her and one day she'll realize and Ashley kutcher is like oh okay i'm in love with her i've realized i think that is the main thing i think it's he's He's mainly there to like counter her claim that she like never dates and blah, blah, blah. Because the whole thing is that they go to both. They go there and then they're like, oh, like I don't know everything about each other's lives or whatever. And for some reason that brings me closer to you. But but I will say the book thing, though, I'm like, she has to do something nuts because he puts her child in the hospital. (laughs) No, that is very true. And I was like, I would be rightfully pissed about that. Uh, yeah, like, she's gotta go big and very intrusive for these things to be comparable. So intrusive. Yeah, I think I just wish that they had shared some actual screen time um, to really make me buy it, but I was just like, I just don't buy this. Yeah, I think it's kind of telling that, like, I honestly enjoyed myself for the majority of this movie, and I think the weakest part was their, like... Love Confession? Yeah. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like, usually the problem you have is like, I don't want to watch this. And it wasn't that. It just, like, was a little flat. Yeah. And it was weird because then immediately after they got together, I was like, now I'm charmed again. I guess you are best as like friends and then let's just like skip the romantic declaration part. The part of that I was most charmed by, the, the love confession, was when he fully picks her up and kisses her and she's just like six feet off, six feet, six inches off the ground. <laughs> I honestly think I may have been writing a note because I don't have a memory of seeing them kiss I was like, oh, cute. But I think I, like, briefly looked away during the part where, I don't know, she drops the poker chip or something um, that, like, that sort of precipitates, like, the That's like, oh, I saved this, he saved it too, blah, 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 mementos. I didn't mind that part. I got a little queasy when he was being like, I'm, to paraphrase, like, truly, madly, deeply in love with you. But I... To, I guess, Aline Brosh McKenna's credit, I think that's the only, like, overwritten second. And you're just like, what else are you going to do? And then I guess, and then I, I think it pulled back and I was like, I can watch again. But I'm not sure why it lands so weirdly. Like, maybe because he's been so, I don't even know if restrained is right for the rest of the movie. He was interesting. Like, there were times when I was like, oh, you're charming, oh, you're funny. But I've never been super into him. Yeah. Although he looks good. He looks better now, I feel like, than when we were younger. No, I I think he's looking better now, too. No, I totally bought him as a romantic lead. I just, I don't know. I was like, Reese Witherspoon. I don't know. I I feel like you should be named Karen. I was like, Ashton Kutcher, go to therapy. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I had liked it. I was looking forward to it. Um, and then I was like, oh, no, this is so dull. And I made a concerted effort. I made a concerted effort. I did not pocket jockey or play Project Makeover during this film. I had a moment early on where I was kind of like, I don't buy her as being poor named Debbie. And I don't buy that this man was twice in rehab. (laughs) But I buy that he was twice in rehab. I buy that. But I did forget about that until later where he was like, oh, I don't drink alcohol anymore. And I was like, wait, why? Well, at first, because he was like, don't bring anything into my apartment, guy. (laughs) I was kind of like, really? And then... And then I was like, oh, I guess alcoholism runs in his family. <laughs> and then later, uh, Reese was like, and then my drunk mom said blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I guess they both have alcoholic parents. What an interesting throwaway. I wonder if there was some cut scene about that bonding over this earlier in their childhood. Oh my God, I miss the thing about the drunk mom. Not childhood, but well, she. it was like a throwaway. It was mentioned near the end. She was like, as my drunk mom used to say, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Hold up. No, I do wonder if there was like a sub plot, sort of sub thread. Um, I do feel like the movie woefully underused Tig Notaro, though. She was funny whenever she appeared. Honestly, I was a little bit like, "You have a lot of famous friends in this movie." Yeah, but also, first of all, like, good job setting up the weird premise. That that when I watched this trailer, I was like, how did this happen? Why did you switch homes? Why is he in LA with your child? Yes, yes. No, that that was actually good. I was like, oh, I, I buy this situation. You it know? was pretty well executed. However, we both were a bit like, can Tig don't watch your kid? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, can the kid not go stay at Tig's house? Like, clearly exactly. she has kids who are like the same age, right? Yeah, also, at first I thought he was younger. and I was like, oh, he's like 13. He can handle taking some medication, not eating anything that will kill him for a week. I know. When when he was like, oh, did you make breakfast? Did you make lunch to Ashton Kutcher? I was like, you have hands, buddy. You can make your own <laughs> right? nut-free lunch. I was like, lunch. eat some cereal. Can you not like make a nut-free sandwich for yourself? You can, I think. But like, I also guess I do buy that in this realm of this film, like if... You you were Reese Witherspoon's child in this movie, you would not know how to do anything because clearly she would have just like taken over and done it for you. Yes, but I will also say that that style of parenting makes me not believe she's poor. (laughs) Like she has time for this. (laughs) She is not struggling to make ends meet. (sighs) You know who knows how to make their own food? The children of people who are poor. (laughs) That's a good point. And frankly, many of the children of people who are rich, but clearly not. But I don't know. I'm not sure how poor she was supposed to be, or if it was just relative to Ashton Kutcher's life. That's a really good point, because the movie kept telling me that she was poor. But I was like, I don't really see that she's poor. The house is really cute. Like, it's like... She in clearly, LA. In LA. Like, she clearly has, like, you know, she's doing well enough, like she's able to like raise this kid um you know with some input from her mountain climbing ex-husband I guess um like things seem fine like she's able to afford to send him to hockey were we meant to believe that was public school by the way I I think so okay um I also was when it was like revealed that he was like oh mom won't let me join the hockey team because it's too dangerous I was like mom let you go out for hockey in the first place that was mom's first mistake (laughs) <sighs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> mom could have put you in something else. You could have been playing badminton, <laughs> but he's allergic to I don't know rubber, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but Ashton Kutcher is like ludicrous rich in this. It does seem, which is great. I I suppose he can help Reese Witherspoon with those mortgage payments, which will be like nothing for him since he's given up his apartment in New York. It is remarkable that he's apparently working so much at some, I think he's like a marketing consultant or something, but he's successful enough to afford that place and somehow also wrote a novel. I know. However, maybe in the long run, it's not as expensive for him because he like barely furnished his place, so... (laughs) Honestly, it's like he spent money on rent, but not on any, like, furniture or anything. Like, certainly, I mean, well, I guess all his money is going towards takeout because he's, like, never used any of the silverware or dishes in his kitchen. Yeah, honestly, I did laugh at, like, the wrapped utensils gag. Yes, that was funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. One of the most unpleasant adulthood surprises has been how much furniture costs. Oh my god, furniture so fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember in college being like, this is how much a couch is? But like, not no. even a good couch, like a like a not good couch is still like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, you're like a real argument for, honest, for always getting free couches unless you have a cat that will pee on it. I mean, why invest in an expensive couch anyway? Your cat will just use it as a scratching post. Indeed, when we returned from Vancouver, we were like, ah, someone has gotten under the blankets and there are now some loose threads i've said my piece i mean i think listeners would clearly know how i felt about this movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't have a ton of things my remaining notes are small things like how can we tell it's 2000 whatever because gwen stefani is playing Oh, that gag was okay. I was like, I I don't mind that gag. I didn't mind like the um, the text gags. Oh, I enjoyed myself. It just made me laugh. I was like, this movie is an immediate hit of nostalgia because they were in flashback at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. They were like in their 20s. Oh, and I also want to say that moving away from Los Angeles because of a fear of earthquakes is legitimate. (laughs) Alex was so (laughs) scared of dying in an earthquake when we lived there. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm... Inured to the situation. Yeah, no, same. I, like, didn't think about it so much. But for her, it was, like, a constant reminder. (laughs) I will say that she wasn't here quite as long as we lived here. And I do think when we first moved, we were a little more, like... Is that an earthquake? Is that an earthquake? But we were also living in a not, like, very sturdy apartment. So every time, like, a cat jumped off a piece of furniture, I was like, was that an earthquake? Yeah. It turns out that I actually slept or didn't notice a lot of earthquakes. uh, So many earthquakes. When I lived in LA. So I, you know, I'll say that. I'm not afraid of dying in an earthquake in, like a large-scale sense, although I should be. But I am always nervous when we hang something that it could fall on my head during an earthquake. I was much more, like, aware of, like, bolting furniture to walls and, like, being careful of where I hung things above my head, especially in bed when I lived there. (laughs) You're like, maybe a triptych of small things. Yes, exactly. Okay, so... What were your favorite scenes? What were your worst scenes? I think we kind of like went over this, but yeah, the worst for me is probably just the middle minute of their like like or maybe the last minute of their denouement yeah i didn't I didn't love that, but you know, a lot of this movie was just like, meh, and then my favorite scene, I don't know, maybe it was them in the bathtub like talking to each other. I also enjoyed her on her date with like Jesse Williams um but I liked her like meeting him I liked you know I kind of enjoyed that situation he was very cute he is so cute I know he's still on Grey's Anatomy but the sight of him really takes me back to an era where maybe I had stopped watching but other people were still watching so like that was my first exposure to his perfect face I was like, oh, he's cute. And Alex was like, oh, he's on uh, greys. And I was like, not, not when I stopped. <laughs> oh, really? Because I thought, I stopped really early though. But I stopped even earlier. So who was still, I thought there was a period where like, in this is not important, you know? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about this later. Anyway, um... Jesse Williams is beautiful. Yeah. What was your favorite scene? I honestly don't know if I had strong ones. I liked some of Tig and Ashton's interactions. Like, um, is that cologne? No, I ate a candle. Oh, I did like that line. That actually did make me laugh. That was probably my favorite <laughs> line. <laughs> and then, you know, when... Oh, I had a question. I didn't realize that some of their friends, like Tig, for instance, I guess she knew him before he moved. I was like, is she a friend from college? No, they, um, when, when he is first dropping the kid off at school and he sees her, he's like, oh, Alicia, and then she, like, brings up, like, the poker game, so I guess they all met at that poker game. Yeah, oh, sorry, maybe they're not in college, uh, but, like, whenever it is that they're young and living in LA, I was like, I guess Tig was there. Yeah, no, I guess she was. So I was like, I didn't realize that you had a separate friendship. Like, that could have been made clearer to me yeah, in terms I, I of caught, backstory. I caught that moment. So I was aware, like, as that they, they were met, friends. I just thought they had met, like, maybe on a previous visit. But clearly neither of them have been to each other's apartments in like 10 years because he's like, oh, look at this house. And she's like, wow, this apartment. So like they've never been at each other's places. Also, another thing I was like, do these two people not have guest rooms? Like I refuse to believe that Ashton Kutcher doesn't have a ginormous guest room in his ginormous apartment. But I feel like it makes sense that they've never been to New York, because she has a kid and she's, like, super practical. I find it a little surprising that he's never, like, what, been to LA on business in his high-flying life? Or is he just strenuously avoiding her because of his suppressed feelings? I don't know. But maybe they did meet up once when he was in LA. Maybe they met for lunch or something. Maybe he never he's never been over? I guess. Yeah, Maybe. I will say that as people who have spent a lot of time trying to figure out, like, various contrived ways to keep people apart, I'm sympathetic to the problems of this premise. No, I definitely also am sympathetic. I can so picture the two of us just there like, okay, well, what if, like, he's been to LA, like, twice in the last decade, but... Yes. I saw some things in this movie where I was like, I see that probably everyone at some point maybe was like, this seems like a weird situation. Maybe we should talk about this. None of Nobody could find a realistic way to solve this problem. <laughs> and so they just kind of glossed over it in the yeah, film. Yeah, you're just like, we have a story problem, but we are out of time. Yeah, like, we just have to shoot. <laughs> Anyway, I did like some of the Tig and Ashton interaction, especially after I realized that they were friends, because she's just like chilling. And he's like, who is this guy? And she's like, I don't know, but he smells terrific. (laughs) And I cared maybe a little bit more about the kid than you. Not a lot more. He was like, fine. Um, I thought he could have been cuter. He was too old. He was 13. Yeah. I originally thought he was like, maybe 10, which is really just that adulthood thing like before you have kids and long after you are a kid where you're like, how old are you? I know, I know. (laughs) you are like, are you six? (laughs) You're like, nine, 14? What's the deal? (laughs) To be fair, teenagers also like some of them look 12, some of them look 24. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, oh no. I like some of his interactions with the kid. I think some of my favorite jokes were about her, which like I normally wouldn't like, but she was just so much that I feel like the kid at times would be like, do you tell her everything? This is would be a scene, not a line, obviously. And he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like the kid's face says like, I wouldn't. But I liked, some of the jokes that I liked were mostly about her house being on the side of a hill in LA. Oh, yes. I did yes. like that too. The millions he, of stairs. Yes. Indeed. Where he's like, who lived here before? An alpaca? Yes. And then I didn't write this down, but I- Woke up in the middle of the night and found myself thinking about it, so I think it must be funny. Which was that he was saying to the kid, like, you have a pretty good life, like, you live on the side of the hill, like, in a ski chalet. Yep. Um, I did like when they're, like, climbing up the stairs and Ashley Kutcher's like, well, you're probably used to it, like, by now. Like, and the kid was like, no. As someone who once stayed in a dorm at the top of a hill in LA, it does not stop sucking. I liked, I thought Reese Witherspoon's manic post-its were a bit much, although a thing that... I have done. Uh, Not for the same reasons, but I did like that one of them said, remember, we are in a drought. Yes, but then, because I was like, well, she's clearly, like, environmentally, like, aware. Why did she waste so many post-its writing one word on each for Ashton Kutcher on the bathroom mirror? To be cute. And here's the thing. I originally thought that was going to come back. Actually, Matt called this. I shouldn't take credit. We thought that, that, like, it was going to be a situation where, like, he keeps the post-its. Hmm. And so then I was surprised that I was like, oh, she found a different bag of mementos. <laughs> That's not really like like a pro or a con. I was just like, hmm, all right. At one point, he was at a restaurant with a kid. And I was like, where is this? I want to have breakfast in this greenhouse restaurant. Oh, my God. It looked beautiful. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of a place that we went, we, other friends and I went when we were in South Africa for your wedding. Oh, oh, that makes sense. I was like, is this on the east side? Is this on the west side? Like, should this go on my list of places I must go when we, like, revisit L.A.? Like, seriously. I will do a little research, please. Um, okay. How many POC were in this film? Uh... Well, there was Jesse Williams. And, uh, Minka, Zoe Chow. Yep. There was the professor. the Yeah. The, liter- the lit professor. I think those were kind of the... Big ones. I think that was kind of it. Oh, I did kind of enjoy when they saw the lip professor at the bar, and Reese Witherspoon was like, "Oh, I know that guy," and I was like, "I know that guy." Seems like a stretch. Correct, right? (laughs) And then there's a weird moment where he's like, "You were in my class," and I was like, "No, that's not what happened. She was outside your class." Yeah, like loitering like a weirdo, (laughs) creepily interrupting your lecture. By like giggling, it's weird. It was weird behavior <laughs> um, yeah, that was about it. Not a great, not a great number, no, and honestly, like, I was kind of enjoying myself, but I was like. The re- That was another reason that I was like, this feels like a movie that I once would have enjoyed. And I know why. Like, they're both extremely famous and successful. So, like, obviously, it's easy to get your famous and successful mostly white friends to star in your movie with you. Yeah. But I was just a bit like, meh. Yeah. What would you rate this film? Be like, seven-ish i think for you it's less so i think originally i was like seven or eight but but here's the thing i think that i am equally indifferent to like a holiday which i always think of as like the classic seven yeah no very very seven i would give it like a four for me because i wasn't offended by it like alex was like this was so bad i was so offended by the situation like made her angry but uh, because i think she was like tricked into this movie by like the presence of Ashley Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon um she was mad about it um I was like I, this was fine I like wouldn't rewatch it solely because I found it boring you know so like yeah floor. I mean, to be fair, Alex also works in publishing and I cannot, I can imagine it would be particularly infuriating to watch this film under those circumstances. Oh yeah, she found it galling that Jesse Williams was like, I got you, like, a, job. I got you a job interview at Macmillan and Alex was like, oh, so she can make like 47000 a year? Oh yeah, yeah, she could definitely live in New York on that. Yes, the glamour of that was to- the non-glamour of that was totally lost on me, not yeah. knowing how much people make at Macmillan. Yeah, no, she definitely knows. So, yeah, four, you you an eight. Maybe. Originally, I was... Yeah, but should we average to like a six? Yeah, we can average to a six. Um, I'm curious to know what like other people thought because I was so sure that it was dull, you know? Well, I honestly... I don't know. I was trying – I struggled with the rating because I was like, I think I enjoyed myself, but I don't think I was, like, obsessed. And I was – one of the things I thought of when I was being like, am I no longer capable of loving something? I was like, no. Because, you know, I do love, like, To All the Boys. Yeah, I really love that. I was thinking, actually, of Set It Up, which I loved, Um, and – That one I had a really good time with in terms of, like, a Netflix rom-com. And I was like, oh, I really hope, like, future Netflix rom-coms sort of, like, are all this kind of, like, fun and funny. And no. Yeah. Maybe I just – I haven't rewatched Set It Up, have I? Oh, once. We did, like, a group watch. Yeah. I really like that movie. I had a thing of, like – Even the movies that we say we would rewatch, I never rewatch them now. Like It's so different from being a teenager and having all the time in the world to be like, the Switch is only okay, but I'll watch it for the eighth time. (laughs) Just (laughs) because it happens to be available. Oh my God, all the times I've rewatched the Switch. (laughs) For no reason. We don't like the movie that much. (laughs) I know that. What was it? Friends with Benefits? I've rewatched so many. No. Is that the one with Adam Scott? No, no, no. Friends with Benefits, also called sex friends in some countries. Oh, yeah. That's just the just really the, like, the one, one that is one. the same as the Ashton Kutcher one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, there's that other one with uh, with like Adam Scott and like John Hamm. And um, it's oh, like they, they have the well, baby. They have all of the friends. Yeah, they have all the friends. They have like they decide to have the kid. I thought you were talking about the one where Adam Scott is a real douche. That doesn't um. narrow it down at all. <laughs> The one that's not leap. The one with Jason Sudeikis and Alice. Oh, that's also an okay one. Anyway, I know what movie you're talking about. It's the one where they have the baby. Yes, I've, I don't f- friends with kids. Kids friends, friends with, with kids. kids. That was it. That was it. Inexplicably, I've watched that one so many times. Wow, ten thousand dollars on the table. I don't think I knew that I could come up with that name. <laughs> <laughs> I applaud you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no films we have. Like, but for some reason, both of us, the switch. Why? Yeah. Oh, another movie with a kid, which reminds me one thing that I did kind of- That kid is really cute. That kid is so cute and looks like Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, One thing that I did kind of enjoy about his interactions with the kid that felt very true to adult life, not that we have kids, so we don't know exactly, is when he says to Reese Witherspoon, like, just so you know, your kid's a sieve. So everything you've ever said about me, I'm about to hear. Yes. I was like, oh, correct. Correct. Yes. Anyway, so maybe we average to like six out of ten civ children. Mm. Six out of ten hockey concussions. Oh, no. He didn't get a concussion. He yes. could have. Six out of ten nut-free nut butters. <laughs> um, Six out of ten alpaca ski chalet homes. Six out of ten literally manuscripts <laughs> that were... <laughs> Given to agents without consent. Oh no! Six out of ten. Is that cologne? Noah I ate candles. And with that, thank you for joining us this month on Ramcomathon. Um, I think there are some like promising looking releases coming out in the future. So we'll be back next month with another film. By promising, do you mean like Irish Wish? No, but that is promising. <laughs> um, <laughs> no i forgot about irish wish there was like another one i saw a trailer for recently where i saw like the trailer and i was like oh i must send this to cat like we must put this on the list but i can't remember oh my god the suspense okay well thank you for joining us please follow us on our socials and we'll talk to you next month Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at, at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more RomComathon? You can read past reviews at ramcomathon 2016tumblrcom and follow us at Ramcomathon 2016 on Facebook and Twitter and RomComathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate RomComathon on iTunes. Thank you.